Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of the Snot Rocket Podcast. Joining me is Tommy. How are you doing tonight, Tommy? Doing good. Brought some uh, beer. You did. Devil's Backbone Alien Abduction Cold IPA. I've seen this in, like, the Harris Teeter case or whatever. And, uh, That's just where I got the, it from. It's got a, it's got a deer on it. <laughs> yes, it's very Alien. pretty. The colors are very festive, very uh, timely for this. Very thing. autumnal. Full. Alien yeah. abduction, ab, abduction. It's not a b u c k. Alien abduction, cold abduction. IPA. Get it? Abduction. This better be fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody keeps saying uh, about these fucking episodes. Yeah, too. <laughs> they're still. They, they keep listening. This now we're in the double digits, and they keep listening. Like this, this God, this better be good. <laughs> and they continue to be disappointed. And, and we're getting close to a thousand total listeners. Yeah, we're almost at seven fifty. So yeah. thank you for listening, though. Seriously, uh, I know there's some of you that are closet listeners, and you won't admit it in public. But some of you, we. You know, Tommy, I'm sure in his daily life, interacts with people and talk about listening. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. People I talk to, that they, text message. they listen. <laughs> so, yeah, we are on episode 11, so we're deep in the double digits. Thank you for enduring the drug series. Um, Tommy has gotten that out of his system, so you don't have to endure any more of that unless you find yourself at a group run and Tommy saddles up next to you. And you start talking about runners. You know, and, and when it comes to the podcast and running in the group, I, I usually don't bring it up because, I, I, I don't know, I'm not one of these self-promoting types. I probably should be. You don't want to have to sign autographs. I get you it. Know, yeah. You know, people would be busting my doors down, be fighting bitches off. But, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe I should. I don't know. I just, I don't know. We'll see. No, but anyway, I, I get it. So before we get into housekeeping, one of the things that I like to do, and I, I do it more than you do, is I like to, like... Do a hijack or like, you know, throw in a topic that I haven't told you about and totally screw you up. And again, I do it more than you do, but it's fun because the other person has a more genuine kind of, you know, because we actually do have notes for this shit and we kind of plan this out, believe it or not. We're not really half-assing it, folks. No, we're not. Um, So I'm going to submarine you again. (laughs) Okay? There you go. I have... Listeners, Snotties, I have no idea what he's going to say. And I'm not, I'm not going to hijack just a segment on you, Andrew. I'm going to hijack this whole episode, okay? I'm going to let you do the housekeeping stuff, but after that, we're not talking about celebrity runners. Oh, shit. Are you serious? We're, yes, we're not. We're going to talk about, believe it or not, we're going to talk about training, and we're probably going to help people. Holy shit. I don't know if I'm on board with that. <laughs> you shouldn't be. I want. I don't want you to be. I want you to be like, wait a second here. Be all pissed off. It's going to be good, though, I think. We'll see. So, oh. yeah, I was just getting ready to introduce the topic. We were going to talk about celebrity runners. And then <laughs> and okay. I'm going to be a dick about it. Yep. Yeah, you're, you're a dick for sure. Yep. Oh, God. You're the best, man. All right. So, do you want to you do your... No, do the housekeeping list. because... Uh, yeah, well, you have, I, a, you have some listener feedback, I think, you yes, want to share. Yes, so I got... um. And we're not going to mention names, or we can, but you'll you'll just do the van sound again, the van horn. So, yes. um, yeah, you don't have to say who it is. I you don't can just whisper it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So she she uh, texted me. I got a text, and she was kind of complaining, kind of like um, a little upset because I keep railing on about drugs, and uh, and one of the things that I think kind of gets people caught up is there are the powers that be and some of the runners are trying to sell the notion that 
this is a clean sport, and it's really not. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there are people who are clean who are tried and who are and who are frustrated, and they don't really speak out drastically. They don't sit there and call people out like this person's dirty, this time is dirty, this is never happening without drugs, even though they know. Mm-hmm. At least I think that they are aware of it. I mean, if I have this notion of so many people on drugs, and I can pretty much make a very solid case for it. And I'm nowhere near elite level running in this with these people. They know what's going on too. Right. So, um, yeah, she uh, she basically said um, that, and I quote: "You all usually make me mad, and I turn you off and listen to Carrot and Des instead." So we're we're motivating people, Andrew. We're motivating <laughs> people to listen to somebody else, but we're motivating people. But I like the passion. Get pissed off. That means you're gonna come back and listen. You're I'm sure Kara and Des are much more compelling than. Tommy and Andrew. Okay. <laughs> but we can indeed agree uh, disagree. Are they okay as, with that? Are they as comical? No. <laughs> Easier on the eyes, yes. Although Des <laughs> Des had a really funny one. I don't I don't know if we talked about this, but Des had brought up a little bit in one of their podcasts about how there's a guys who like they, they call them hot guys reading and they're just <laughs> like read passages of poetry or okay. you know, whatever. And she's like, I have an idea. And if somebody else wants to steal it, they can steal it. But it'll be guys, hot guys, building things. <laughs> and it can be called, if you build it, they will come. Ew. <laughs> and I was like, and, it, and at first I was like, did she mean to say that? Uh, and then I was like, oh, yes, she did. I'm like, well done. <laughs> well done, Des. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. I, I, I like and, some good trash humor. And, it, and the delivery was perfect because yeah. it was dry. Yeah. It was very dry, very better of fact and... It was good. Okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, she's she's actually. I mean, not that I know her personally, but just in listening to her, she's and her seeing her post, she's pretty comical. Yeah. So yeah, and Des won the Masters this weekend yep. uh, at Chicago, and there was a world record. Men's winner was Kelvin Kiptum, ran a two hour and thirty five. Dude, was second. amazing. Wow. Right. Did you see what he did the second half? He yeah, yeah. he ran an hour. hour and some change, and then the second half was like 59, right? It's just a negative split. His last 5K was yeah. 13.51. Yeah. Just Ooh. ridiculous. So you got Kip Yagon, you got Kiptum, Kipchoge. Yeah. Just... I, have a, I, have, I have a good friend that uh, is actually thinking of changing his name to <laughs> Kip Stover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he he mentions. Oh, I guess you gotta just add Kip to your last name and you get faster. Well, yeah, that, take drugs and train. <laughs> uh, and then the winners, the women's winner was Safan Hassan, who we remember from Worlds. We talked about her. This was like, the, what's this? Her second marathon? Yeah, yeah. And she ran a course record, got herself one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Nice, not bad at all. Chicago's got a lot of money, huh? Yeah, not as much as Boston, but it's got a lot. Well, the the one hundred and fifty hundred was for winning it, and fifty was for breaking the course record. And I believe uh, Kipton would have gotten, and I'm not. A, I would have to look this up, but I would believe he gets um, the 50 for breaking the course record, the 100 for winning, and then I think he gets an additional money from somewhere else for breaking the world record. Yeah. So and also a sponsorship is going to give him bonuses too. Yeah. And 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 I don't, I don't know if I'm going to butcher this, but didn't he say after the race like? Not not even phased. Like, uh, d- didn't hurt him. Like, he wasn't yeah. in pain. Did you see? I mean, he was he was running so fast at the finish. 
he like jumped into the race director's arms because he came up on him so fast. Right. I mean, the dude was flying. And right. he just seemed to have a ball. Wow. I mean, he was going back through the crowd, giving high fives. Yeah. Just normally, you, see, you know, they do it and they will pose. They have their hands up mm-hmm. and, you know, they hug every everybody and then they off go to the press conference. Yeah. He went back out on, on the course with giving high fives, like just pointing in the air. I mean, he, of course, he had about three minutes before the second person came in so yeah. he could fuck around like yeah. that if he wanted to. But he just seemed to be genuinely having a good time. He seems like a likable guy. and Good for him. Good for him, yeah. Yeah. Good but for good. Him. Yeah. So, I mean, as with we talk about other marathons, there's always these little stories that pop up around the marathons. Um, this is one that I found, and this comes from the... Channel 5, NBC 5 in Chicago. Couple engaged during Chicago Marathon, then keeps running. I mean, we've seen this. Yeah. You've seen this act before, but uh, this is probably the only, uh, this is the only ring that Chicago is going to see for a while. So (laughs) I thought that was interesting to bring that up. There's another story, which is not in our show notes, but I'm going to share this with you, Tommy. Did you uh, see the is, one with the lady who found the cat? Oh, that's you that's the one. Got me. You got yeah. me. I'm this sorry. is from People Magazine. <laughs> Chicago Marathon runner sacrifices personal record well, of to help. I knew about it. You texted me this shit. Did I text? Did I text yeah, you? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh no, I did. I didn't text you. <laughs> Somebody else did. And it was gonna be no. You um tagged me in a Facebook post, I believe, or something like that. I, that wasn't me. It wasn't that you? wasn't me. Oh, let me figure out who that. Was. I'm not gonna figure nothing out. But she, yeah. Marathon Sarah Bohan tells people that she was nearing mile 21 when she was spotted a tiny, quote, tiny, matted, and crying kitten on the sidelines of the race. Then she kicked it. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a marathon's runner, a marathon runner's race turned into a rescue mission. Such with the drama. While wow. running the Chicago Marathon on Sunday, Boston resident Sarah Bohan found herself focusing on fluff instead of speed when she saw an abandoned kitten along the sidelines of the race. The 26-year-old was nearing mile 21 when she spotted a, quote, white fluffy thing on the sidewalk in Chicago. Something <laughs> You just don't go picking stuff up on the sidewalk yeah, no. in Chicago. Chicago. I'm just no, saying. No. Yeah. Uh, she told people, uh, quote, it had, it had to have been one pound. The fur was matted. It had marks underneath its eyes from not being well kept, and it was just crying. She recalls, adding that nobody else seemed to notice the little creature. I turned around and scooped up the cat. So she, like, dumped the cat off to some... Uh, she didn't finish with it? She did not. She oh, said... She, uh, she actually talks about it. I, I wasn't going to run with this cat. That would injure it, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Like, what, what are you doing when you're running? Are you going to injure a cat? <laughs> I guess just <laughs> juggling it the whole time. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, so, but she, you know, Andrew, every, she turned it over to spectators, and know, she every every pussy should have a home. <laughs> All right, you want to get into uh, Twin Cities? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that I, that's canceled. in the show notes. Minnesota that's canceled a... because of extreme heat. Got up to what, like seventy four? <laughs> oh, come on, guys. Uh, no, I think I, I think it got to ninety one. This yeah. is CNN annual Twin Cities marathon canceled due to extreme heat. This happened back early October. So, the annual Twin Cities marathon has been canceled due to record breaking heat in the Minneapolis and St. Paul area. Marathon organizers announced Sunday morning. The it was like three hours beforehand. The event's slated to begin at 7 a.m. Like, how? Yeah, yeah so, I mean, you, you don't have a weather app there in Minnesota? 
Sort of. Yeah, right. You didn't see this coming. I mean, they they knew the high was going to be 91 degrees that day. Uh, to be fair, Chicago did cancel the race in in the middle of the race because of heat one one year. Well, yeah, at least they say least the Twin Cities was like we're not even going to start the fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of people were, a lot of people were pissed off, and I think there's people on both sides of this. Like, you know, there's the, uh, you know, oh, they're looking out for the health of the runners, thank goodness, and then there's like, what a bunch of pussies. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I don't know, looking out for the health of the runners, I don't know. I mean, you, first off, I think you should be an adult to do a marathon, and if you're an adult, you should be able to make your own damn decisions. Right, you, you know? just adjust so, what your race day goals are, yeah. right? You slow yeah. down a little bit, and you take yeah. in a lot more fluids than... I did a... I did a 50-miler that started at 6 o'clock in the morning. It was 96 degrees, and it was at the hottest, hottest weekend of the year right outside of Paris Island in South Carolina. It was called the Cremator. Okay. And the second year, they changed the course because they felt there was too much shade and you weren't exposed <laughs> to the sun enough. See, they're just trying to break people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this race, this is I, I don't want to get in the weeds a, a oh, that's lot fine. here, but... um. So it was, and, and this was a 50 miler. The temperature got up to like, a, I want to say it was 102. Um, the heat index was like 114, and the asphalt temperature was like 134 or something crazy like that. When I was on the way home, they had those temporary signs on the side of the road, those digital ones mm-hmm. for like traffic and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it said, um, warning, road may buckle under extreme heat. And mm-hmm. I was like, I just ran 50 miles in this fucking <laughs> thing, man. That's that's like Badwater esque, right? Yeah, but I mean, well, Paris it Island. It wasn't called the Snowflake Fifty Mile. Yeah, it was called the Cremator. So. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> Plus the humidity there is yeah, just that was, unreal. God. That was, we should have that guy on. Him and his buddies. We should have them on. The guy, the yeah, the director for put the Cremator on. Yeah. All right. Let's. Yeah. So we got. So you're saying we're gonna interview somebody? Oh fuck. <laughs> you know what? I will. I okay. Will. Let's and, do that. And and I don't want to give it away, but. Um, he he will remember this, and he's not listening now. But he had put on a race, and you had to have a Twitter account because okay. he was going to tweet stuff. And I didn't have have a Twitter account. I'm like, I don't give a shit about this. So um, my Twitter handle was this guy's name, but it's I hate Tim Waz. Nice. <laughs> and for the longest time, the only follower I had was Tim Waz, which was so great. <laughs> do you, you know, we have a Twitter account. We do. Yeah, you it's know not what? Rocket Pod. You know. <laughs> You know who the is the <laughs> this this is a little trivia question. Somebody follows us? We 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 follow one person. Take a guess um, who is we follow without Who did looking. I add on to? Was it Alberto Salazar? It wasn't Alberto Salazar because he doesn't have one. Oh no, it was um I should know this because I'm the one who did it. God I'm a fucking idiot. Uh was it Mary from Cliffy? It it, it is. Okay. But I <laughs> the other person is Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Because he runs in every movie, and that yeah. brings us to our celebrity oh, runners, which we're not going to talk about. Jesus, maybe next time. So let's get right into hijacking this shit. God. So again, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm going to steal this one. We're gonna we're gonna do this about running, and it, it it'll be fine. Don't I don't worry. have any show notes. I don't I know. know what to this do. is perfect. So I want you to argue Best. when I come up with a point. I want you to argue because I think. When it comes to training, there are some things. Now we, you and I, have not never really talked about training. No, no. So, um, not on this. Yeah. So, so you just uh, you just bitch at me about my arm swing. Have I? I don't know. If yeah, I, yeah. Several okay, times, then, like you say the same yeah. fucking thing when we're well, running. That, you're that's like, because you don't fix it. What's wrong with your hands, Hoffer? 
you look like you're chopping wood. You need to take <laughs> like pretend you have little uh, uh, brushes on your fingers and you're Scrubbing dusting your nipples. Your nipples. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, that yeah. sounds so, disgusting. So that's, yeah, so that's I am a form Nazi, and I do now when I when I help people, I tend to be an asshole about it. Surprise, surprise, you know, um, and I kind of hide the fact through sarcastic, really annoying humor that I actually know what I'm talking about. Um, I mean, I've been doing this. You are while. an RRCA certified coach, right? Yeah. Yes. And also a literary certified coach. But did you actually take the test or did you send some like Asian kid in there with a baseball hat? He's like, I'm Tommy Neeson. <laughs> so um, now let, let's just get a baseline for you. Uh, you're you've broken three hours. But yes. Two fifty. I ran seven two fifty six. What are we talking? I about? ran a two fifty six. Okay. At Shamrock and a two fifty eight at Marine Corps. Okay. So now five k that would put you eighteen twenty five eighteen thirty. Um. Yeah. So I'm. I, I didn't really focus on five k. Too much question. Seventeen fifty eight. You ran seventeen fifty eight. Yes, I did. Okay. So that means your your marathon PR is a little. It's, well, it's a smidge soft. It should be faster. For, if if you ran seventeen fifty eight, you should be probably more like. You should have been more like two fifty four. Okay, but doesn't it doesn't it matter like what your training focus is at the yeah, time? Yeah. So I'm gonna guess you probably didn't get more than sixty miles a weekend. For the when for I ran the five k. No, your marathon. Oh, I was doing much more than that. I was I was probably doing seventies. Okay, all right, yeah. nice. I like it. Yeah, I Good. think one time there was Good. a couple weeks that I actually like got close, to, like maybe like nineties, but I never went beyond that. Cause really? Just, okay, okay. Who the fuck wants to do that? Well, yeah, you walk around like a zombie. No, so it sounds like you were you were doing um, in terms of mileage wasn't wasn't bad. Now, when you were going in, now when your your base mileage before you started marathon training was what somewhere around forty five or fifty miles a week. Yeah, I'd say about 40, mid-40s, sure. All right, all right, that's perfect. So you're kind of cutting me off here because I was kind of hoping for more ammo, but well done. Um, so again, now it sounds like you had a pretty decent idea of how to train. Now, now where, did, where did you yourself learn that? Did you learn it from a specific place or did you just kind of like pick up stuff here and there? Okay, so both times I ran those sub-threes, I wasn't being coached. Right. So I wasn't really. Well, I'm not necessarily worried about that. Where did you come up with the idea to do 70 miles a week and 20 miles, you know, 20 mile runs and workouts? Where did, did that just come? Uh, yeah. I guess just os- things I read. Osmosis? Yeah. No, no. I mean, hearing I just, stuff? Yeah. I just read yeah. things and I just knew. Okay. I, I, you know, and I still, I still subscribe to this philosophy is that if you want to run long, you've got to train long and if you want to run fast you got to train fast okay that's so i i I, that's not awful for for someone who's self-taught and self-coached that isn't awful Mm -hmm. um i don't think it's the greatest thing but it's not bad so it's not bad so you're i think you're in a better place than i think a lot of people who aren't coached and who try to who try to train and they they don't i don't i don't want to say they don't know what they're doing but they know what they know Mm -hmm. um and I, okay, so for the average runner, so I would say 90 to 95% of people have three things they can do differently now. And the thing is, is that they're fat, they're lazy, and they come too quick. All right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, I'll break those down. Okay. No, I'm, I'm writing that down. Yeah, yeah write, write down. Fat, lazy, and come too quick. So first thing is, mo- a, lot of, a lot of runners are like, I need to drop a couple of pounds. Yeah. Some, some people need to drop you know, 20, 30 pounds. And some people get into running for the specific idea of losing weight. Um, 
So, I mean, even now my, myself, I would say I fit into two of these three here category. You're probably you're you might be all three, by the way, right now. Well, I mean, I don't know. Your 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 weight is probably your your weight is. I mean, maybe a couple of pounds, but nothing drastic. But you, I, I could I could lose a few pounds. Yeah, not much though. I mean, like yeah. I I need to drop probably twelve pounds because I'm a fat, it, disgusting. Slob. I, I think right before, like one of my best training weights, I was it was I was I was forty, I think, and I was getting right before Boston. I was probably like one forty six. Okay, and you're one forty five. You're five eight, five seven. Five eight and a half. Five eight and a half. Okay. Yeah, one forty. Okay, um, and now. The thing with weight and running is everybody's different. Yeah. I mean, somebody at 5'10 needs to be 152. Somebody else needs to be 144. Mm-hmm. It just, every body type is different. There's no exact motion to it. But somebody who's 5'10 and wants to be a good runner cannot be 172 pounds. Mm-hmm. It's just, that, I mean, that you can't get I think there's always, there's always like exceptions to that. But for the general, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Now, and I will say there's a huge difference between being wanting to be fit and wanting to be running fit that they're two totally different things being running fit and being fit are completely different things i know how to be running fit i don't know how to get somebody to be overall fit Mm -hmm. so now lazy the lazy part here's why people are so 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 do we determine i'm fat let me write uh, um number one yeah a little bit okay a little bit (laughs) i wouldn't say fat a little bit well whatever you know I mean, again, I, I tend to go for the shock value and, and humor. You need to lose some weight, you, you sod. Um, but I'm, I'm worse than you. I, I probably need to lose more weight than you do, So That's comforting. I, I yeah. feel better now. You're Although, worse than me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not a high bar to set for yourself, by the way, man. You probably should reevaluate your life and your choices, yeah. but whatever. Morally. Um, so you're lazy. You need to run more. People need to yeah. run more. If you want to yeah. be a better runner, you need to run more. Yeah. Now, I unfortunately for you, I did look through your Garmin data for this, dude. Man, your training is, I, I it's like you kind of have almost given up. It's like very blah. It's it is, like, yeah. I'm just doing base it's missionary right? stuff, man. It's like you're a glass of wine. And let's go at it. Like there's no hair pulling or anything. Like you just like you're just going through the motions of it. Yeah. You know? um, well. I mean, you're really doing what like four to five miles a day with a double digit run on the weekend. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah. Now I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying to bump it up a little bit because, yeah, I, I, I did, I did. Since we're since since we're totally off the fucking rails, and uh, I will say, I just did my deferral to one city, so I'll be committing okay. to marathon training here in a couple of weeks. I'm going to do a 16 week kind of. Yeah, maybe think, you should train me. I, I would. I would. I actually would. Believe it or not. And um, what. For you and your situation, if I was training you, mm-hmm. the one city is in January, February. It no, is, it's in February. It is the first weekend February, of March. March. Okay, yeah, yeah. March third. I that, think I would probably look at a half. I would probably do the half at that time and do you as much. Think we could do a training. half before that. No, instead of so instead, if 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 I was training you to do a marathon, I would look at the fall, but in the spring, I would throw you in a half marathon while doing kind of a a little bit of a version of marathon training. Yeah, because I you know? and I don't know where we're going with this, but I've always had this theory that you know if you're trying to get to your optimal marathon, you probably need at least one before you your a like you if if you say in the in the fall I want to do you know that's my a race you probably need to do one in the spring before that. Okay, well it does depend on where have you been the last couple of years prior to that. 
It does. It does I mean, depending on your uh, volume and, and everything you, like that. You haven't. When was the last time you really raced a marathon and really trained for one? Has it been a couple uh, years? Because it's yeah. been like five years for 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 me. So for me, I would agree with you. I need a half marathon and then um, marathon later. Philly, twenty nineteen. Yeah. So you're basically in, in the same I'm, boat. Yeah. 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 And then you know, of course, the March of twenty twenty, everything went to shit. So right, right. So now, then we come to, so well. Now the answer to yeah, so you're going of, number two. I'm I'm basically phoning it in right now. Yeah, I'm lazy, yeah. right? Check. Let yeah, me write that right, down. Yeah, and I'm and and, and and we can and we can go through your data, but it's four miles, five miles of long, you know, a double digit run, and that's I'm coming been going off on an for, injury too. Fair enough. Now and and now when I now I'm saying this and I'm giving you a a hard time, but I'm no better than you right now. In, right. In, that I haven't done shit in terms of training for like five years. I'm I a, feel like I'm on the stand. I'm washed. <laughs> I'm, I'm washed. And, and that's good because I want you to argue with me. I want you to be like, screw this because yeah, there's yeah. some people. My back's who, against the wall. Well, well, this is good because I think some people want don't know what the average person is doing. And even though when it comes to running, you're more than average. You, you've done more than the average person because. Thanks, Goldfish. Well, you have two Boston jackets, you snazzy <laughs> motherfucker, you. You know? Uh, but there's you know who didn't pick up a kitten on the course? <laughs> <laughs> you when you broke three hours. Salazar. Salazar. <laughs> he kicked one. Fucking guy. He would have saw the cat and he would have kicked it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So now you come too quick. Most people. In their training, Did you have runs, data on that. Are running too fast? <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I thought you were going You're somewhere. Running else. too fast. So, <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, and when Boy, we I missed that about, one. <laughs> when we talked about the drugs, and we talked about how with the engine and the ig- exhaust, yes, we're, most people are running too fast, not giving their exhaust enough time to recover, and running too fast every day is cumulative. Mm. You may not feel beaten up and worn out, but it's stopping you from getting faster and getting better because you're running a little – it's kind of like a bank account. So you're putting um, $0.99 cents in every week, but you're taking a dollar out. Sure, you've got a $1,000 there, but it's slowly going down and going down, and you just don't notice it because it's $0.99 cents in and a dollar out, but you're losing ground every time. So running too fast every day is doing that. And – for you, I'm not. Yes, bullshit. You're not, Andrew. I'm not running too fast. You're a 21 minute K guy, right? Right now. Right, but I'm not. And you're ju- running like 8:25, 8 8:30s. You used to be running 8:40s. And okay. now when I say that, now 8:40 is overall time. You may start out at 8:52 and finish up at 8:05. But as long as you're averaging like an 8:40, an 8:35, now I could let me. Did you look at today? Eight eight thirty four. I can I can I can tell you right now that this is going to be the cover for this episode. Six point zero one miles in fifty one minutes and twenty nine seconds. Eight eight minutes and thirty four seconds a mile. You should really. That's a little quick. That isn't awful. You know what I did today? Did you look at the laps? Now, see now that that is important. That, let's look at the laps. Look this at my first great. mile. This is great. Let's see. Okay. Where the fuck is it? Let me see. Uh, laps. 8.58, nice, almost 8, 8.59, and you finished up in 8.16. That's that's not awful. You that's know what not, I did in those last la- that that's last not, mile? That's not awful. I did I did pacers. I did like 20-second all out. What the fuck out. did you do that for? Just to get some turnover. Oh, Jesus. Well, do strides at the end of it. it doesn't that's matter. what I meant, strides. Yeah. That's well, what, yeah. But you do that when, when, when the run's over, not in the middle of the run. No, it was at the end. Like, it was at the end. 
No, like when the run is over and you stop in the, you know, in the road here. In but the cold anyway, that, But that's okay. That's that's not a um, make or break. And we'll take out your pacing at the crawling crab. Then you had 824, 831, 810. Whoa, 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 whoa. Eight minutes and three seconds. Eight wait, minutes wait, wait. and two seconds. Eight minutes and 25 seconds. See where I'm going here? Eight minutes and 16 Are you seconds. Talk- no, no, that's not my crawling crab. No, I'm saying, okay, skip crawling Crawling crab, crawling crab. You you paced and you had a job to do, so we're tossing that right out the window. Okay. The next day you averaged eight twenty four. Next day was eight thirty one, eight ten. Eight minutes and three seconds. Eight minutes and two seconds. Eight minutes and twenty five seconds. Eight minutes and thirty nine seconds. Eight minutes and sixteen seconds. That's it's. So now, and I think you. And this is not an insult here because I'm a guy, and the male ego is a fragile thing. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. You're running by your ego, not by your fitness level. Okay, guilty. I, I see, and you can... And that's you, what most people who run too fast are doing. You, you can see, yeah. It, you know what that is? That's a Strava Garmin effect. It you could see be, other yeah. people could, and you're like, it, I can run that too. It's also, and, and I'm, I'm kind of busting your balls, but I'm not. It's also a two Boston jacket, two <laughs> sub three hour thing too. Yeah. You know, I mean, I have a hard time, you know, at, at times because I'm like, because I know what I did and... The, the ego is the last thing to put you in check. The mm-hmm. body has been in check for a long time for me. You know, my ego is like, fuck, I got to yeah. calm, calm down. So um, now this is going to bring us to when it comes to running and getting out of what people want to get out of running. I think people need to be realistic about what it is they want to do and what they can do. What does somebody truly want to get out of their running and training? Do they want to be able to run a halfway decent 5k do they want to be able to kill themselves in a marathon to run as fast as they can what time in their life do they have to de- mm-hmm. to devote to that and yeah. that's i think something a lot of people don't think about because training to race a marathon is completely different than training to finish a marathon okay it's two different worlds yeah absolutely worlds. i agree um and to train to race a marathon, no matter what your ability is, that's hard. That takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of dedication. You have to adjust your your life to be able to fit that in. Yeah. And okay. I think people need to look. And, and, and when people are trying to figure out what they want to get out of running, um, some people may just want to run to be somewhat fit, run a 5K every now and then, yeah. maybe run a halfway decent 10, 10K. And you can do that doing 35 miles a week. 30, 30 miles a week. Most people who run don't even do 35 miles a week. But if you want to get into figuring out what you can do in a marathon, whether it's a PR or what your ability is now, that's not going to cut it. you you got to put some effort in. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend of mine who got into running heavily. He trained like crazy. He ran a bunch of marathons. He ran three hours and five minutes. And then he fell off the wagon a bit. And a couple of years go go by, he got into softball and he got into this and that. And he comes yeah. back to me. He's like, man, I really want to get into good racing shape again. I was like, all right, dude, what are you giving up? Mm-hmm. He's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm like, something in your life is going to have to change. Yeah. Because in order to train to race a marathon and do the best you can, a part of your life has got to be selfish and dedicated to that purpose. You have to figure out with your family and your time and yeah. work, can you work that in? And that's something people have to be honest with themselves about, too, and figure out, is this going to work? And another thing about it is, when it comes to running, what's fun for you? Is 
Is running 70, 80 miles a week fun? Is doing workouts to where you're almost puking fun? I had a so the, and it's also a snotty. He's a listener. He's the one who uh, said we need better microphones. Is this better, motherfucker? Um, <laughs> I remember him years ago. He said to me, "He's like, man, I got a problem." I'm like, "What's up, dude?" He's like, "I like coming to races and I like doing a race and drinking a beer and having fun." He's like, "But I don't like to train." I'm like, "I got you." Yeah. Here's what you're gonna do. You're not gonna train. And you're going to come to races and drink the beer and have the fun. Yeah. He's like, what? That's crazy. I'm like, no, listen. Because <laughs> you if, if, if you're going to look at you can only do the races if you train, then you're not going to do the races. Yeah. But if you do the races, like maybe I should probably train. You might train a little bit. Mm-hmm. But who cares? Do what's fun. Do what you enjoy. And realize this is what you're looking to get out of running, you know? And uh, and he did that for for a while, and he still he still works like the water. Uh, he like runs the water stations at Shamrock. He's very involved in running, but you're a fat bastard, man. And you only play hockey. <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, you're gonna have to tell me who that is. But you're you're. I think you're dead on. You do have to make sacrifices in your life if you want to do. There, there's a there's a good friend of ours who just did a very good performance in a marathon and admittedly in his post he cut Listen, back on his drinking let's not do the van sound on this one steve spears yeah what is he 56 i think so yeah 56 ran 251 in a marathon this man is baller he has the most impressive stat of running i've ever heard totally agree he has 19 consecutive years of breaking three hours yes his PR is 245. Mm-hmm. Breaking three hours for 19 straight years, even if your PR is 224, is amazing. Yeah. To be 245. Now, he's 57 years of age. He was six minutes off of his PR. Yeah. Fucking ball. He, he, and, d- yeah, and, he does and not speaks deserve to your, the band sound. No. no he, and it speaks to your point because he admittedly in a post, so it's I'm not I'm not talking out of school here. He cut back on the beer, committed to focusing on this race and the, and the miles. And, you know, like you said, you got to make these sacrifices uh, to, in order to, to do that. So I agree with everything except cutting back on the beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So here, here's something quick about what's not important in terms of training. Breathing techniques. I've heard people say, oh, I've heard you, you got to have uh, I've heard people talk about you got to breathe on this. Yeah. Put in the, that's bullshit. Nobody has ever passed out in the middle of a run because they forgot to breathe. It's that's the yeah. stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. So just anybody who's worried about that, just forget about it. Just breathe. Don't even think about it. Just go. Yeah, just you should just let everything be natural. I agree. Uh, getting your training information from Runner's World. Fuck <laughs> that. Just God, I hate that thing so much. Disregard Runner's World altogether. Don't it's follow idiotic it. It's idiotic horseshit, man. It's awful. It's, it's terrible. That's why we call it the Inquirer. Yes, and for the most part, Strava. Strava, because Strava is great for, I mean, if you want to log your runs and, you know, and and when I say Strava, in general, any kind of log is kind of useless. How many times have you gone back and looked at your running log? I, I've, I've done that, you know, quite and a few times. What have you gotten out of it? Comparison is the thief of joy. So you've gotten depressed about it, is yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's... A log can be good if you have a coach and you're noting things in it. Then mm-hmm. your coach can pick up on trends. Be like, hey, how's your hamstring? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you've complained about your hamstring like on and off for like, yeah. the, last, for like, like the last month. 
But if you want to go back and look at your times and you know your segments and are you still first or are you still third in segments, that's all horseshit. It means yeah. nothing. So, I mean, a log can be – and honestly, it doesn't matter what you put in your log. It matters what you put on your sneakers. Your sneakers are never going to lie. The log, you can lie and make up shit, and it doesn't fucking matter. Your sneakers are never going to lie. Your sneakers are going to tell you the truth the day you put the number on and toe the line. Mm-hmm. So – the logs, in what way, though? What do you mean? Like the, the wear on the shoes? You, or no, 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 because you can't fake the, the uh, training. Right, okay. You, yeah, you can't phone it in, yeah. Yeah, you either okay. did it or you didn't. So the, you know, Strava and all the other, other, other logs, they can be useful, but for the most part, you don't have to worry about it. You just got to put the mileage in. If, I mean, I really use it to keep track of week to week to week, mm-hmm. so I know that how many miles I'm doing this week because I do have a plan – most of the time of that I bump my mileage up five miles every two weeks. So then I keep okay. track of, okay, the last couple of weeks I've done, I did 35 and 37. So I don't want to do 48 and 52. Right. Kind of, yeah. kind of thing. It's the but, old 10% rule. But, but as far as going back and looking at them, there's no point. I, I, don't, I don't go back and look at that. No. There, okay. Yeah. Again, like you said, just to make myself, oh, wow, I used to be not terrible. <laughs> you know, I wasn't so washed. <laughs> So, what's your what's your marathon PR? Oh, I don't remember. It's two thirty, it isn't it? Something something like that. It's not two thirty. It wasn't. It was no. You're gonna you're trying to set me up, ain't you? No, no, I'm not. I swear to God, I'm it's, not. I, I, I could. Well, it was twenty years ago. Uh, it'll uh, this March. It'll be old enough to drink. <laughs> you I, did say I, that in one of the. I, I did. I did get lucky. I I had a great. I mean, I had a great training, um, uh, session or not session, but training cycle, block. and I it was a perfect day. Everything mm-hmm. worked out great, and I I. I the race itself went great, and I ran two thirty-five. Okay, see, and yeah, I got my so, ass kicked. Well, okay, so you're two thirties. So, I, but and, and I'm probably derailing you again. But when you do have performances like that, and like my two fifty-six, where I, I I had no expectation, a lot of things have to come together. There's a lot of factors. Yeah, like I, I think I think yeah. weather is always a big factor. Yeah. Um. You know, you, nutrition you can you can usually get that right, but there's always something that could possibly throw you off. That, I almost that, I almost fucked myself because I because so when for some reason I figured out that when I race I cannot take Gatorade; it has to be water. Okay. If I take it, I will get a cramp. Yeah. I, I don't I don't I I could take it in a training run; it's fine. Mm-hmm. But when I'm racing, I'll get a cramp every time. So in this race, which was I'm what having, marathon? The the my marathon my PR I'm at 19 miles. Yeah, where was it? Shamrock here. Oh, Shamrock. Yeah, and sorry. Um, sorry, I was too busy trying to figure out what I was going to say instead of listening to you. My bad. Um, I come up. We're professionals, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I come up and I went to grab water. And they're like, we only have Gatorade, and they and, never mix it right. And and I I know I'm having to race my life. I know I'm running my balls off. I'm running better than I thought I was going to run. I mean, I people were asking me if I was coping to break 240, and I was saying yeah, but I was thinking 237.30, and here I am looking at a 234. So you didn't broadcast what you were going to do? You, no, because nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cares. cares. You're right. Nobody You're right. Cares. That's another thing we need to yeah. talk about because yeah. no, nobody gives a shit. Yeah, you can post all you want. You can yeah. do whatever you want to do. No one gives and, a and fuck. And I have a, after I get done with this story about almost blowing it out. Okay. Tell you how my dad kept me in check really well. Um, Hank. So, Hank. Like, 19, Hank, yeah. <laughs> so they have no water. Gatorade okay. is it. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm again, I'm having a race in my life. I'm like, I got to 
I got to take something. Mm-hmm. I took a swallow of it. Mm-hmm. Half mile away till I start cramping. Oh, Jesus. And I'm grabbing this thing, squeezing onto yeah. it. I'm getting pissed off. I'm literally yelling out loud at myself, you fucking asshole. You had to race your life and you blew it. And people are cheering me on like, what is wrong with that dude? You know, <laughs> and I'm, it's so bizarre. So I get done. I, 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 I was able to salvage it. And I call up my, my dad and I tell him. Now, my dad ran 242 when he was 43. Wow. Right? And I told him, I said, Dad, there's a new Neeson record. Without even thinking, he goes, do it again when you're a master. I'm like, you, uh, like, you motherfucker. It's like, thank you, Dad. That's great. Hank, That's awesome. Let's pour some out for Hank. Yeah, God cheers, bless him. Hank. <laughs> Clinky? <laughs> I just splashed in my nose. All right, so <laughs> some of the little physiology of running without getting too deep into weeds of like science stuff so we've kind of talked about well oh wait so there's three different types of muscle fibers that that we've got we have your fast twitch one your fast twitch two and your slow twitch muscles okay now as you're training and running you use all three but depending on how fast and how far you're going you use different percentage of each muscle so a 100-meter person is a fast-twitch one. Mm-hmm. A half-miler is a fast-twitch two. Pretty much everybody else and beyond are slow-twitch muscle fibers. So, um, Tom Cruise? He's fast all fast-twitch one, one, man. He's <laughs> all fast-twitch one. So this is why you don't see 100-meter people being very good half-milers. You generally, except for uh, Hassan, you don't see people starting out in the half marathon and I mean in the half mile and running the marathon. Yeah, that you was really remarkable. don't even see milers. Yeah, which so um, who's who's a douchebag from Norway breaking all the records? Um, Ingbrigtsen. Who? Ingbrigtsen. Ingbrigtsen. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. I fuck his name yeah. up. Every time. <laughs> you're 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 probably not going to see him run a run a marathon ever. He's probably no. never going to do it. No. No. Um, even Sebastian Coe, who might who was. One of the greatest middle distance runners of all time. I think his marathon PR is two fifty two. Okay. You know, I mean, the, the man was a two time gold medalist in the fifteen hundred. He ran at two fifty two. Uh, I'm I'm not impressed. Okay. You know, but two fifty two. He's that's faster than yours, isn't it? I do, wonder if he has a Boston jacket. <laughs> do most of those, most of the marathon crossovers, if you want to call them that, they're they're usually like. Good 10K, 10,000. Right, because that's still more of the slow twitch muscle fiber. So now... You don't see a lot of the... Like, Hassan, I mean, is is kind of an exception, but, I mean, you don't see a lot of that crossover from the... Right, she's she's the only one I I can think of who was a a half-miler. I mean, Rod Dixon was a miler. He was a very good marathoner. Kipchoge, I believe, was a world champion at 10,000 meters. I might be wrong on that, Mm -hmm. but... you know, those guys don't generally translate to the longer stuff. Yeah. Um, now, but the point of that is when you're doing workouts, if you're doing slow twitch muscle fiber ones over and over again, you're not doing the stress and recovery that you need to do. So the whole point of getting better is you stress the body and you recover. Now, in your case, when I've been joking about uh, about you now being in missionary training, um, you're kind of doing the same thing over and over again. You're doing long, slow distance. Well, it's not even long, but you're doing you're you're doing regular runs. Mm-hmm. There's no stress. It's just all the same thing. So, in order for you to improve on your running, you need to throw in one or two runs a week that go away from that. That mm-hmm. work on that 
especially the 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 fast twitch to muscle fibers. Okay, which is where like maybe strides at the mm-hmm. end of something would 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 go and help. Now getting into speed workout now would be kind of ridiculous because your um your your base phase isn't built up, but you can certainly throw in a little bit of work for your muscle two fibers to get them fired up and get them going. Um, now. The other part of the physiology of running is your form. Now, I'm I'm a form Nazi. I could go, as you know, I could you go are. on for I can go on forever, and people would tune out like it'd be ridiculous. So I'm gonna keep this simple. Yeah, the people stopped listening long ago. On yeah, this yeah, one, so. yeah, yeah. People <laughs> stopped listening like three months ago. But there's three parts to form. Three basic parts. It's your cadence, your posture, mm-hmm. and your arm swing. So. If you want to be able to run better, your form needs to be better. Mm. I mean, there not everybody's form is nobody's form is going to be perfect, but if your form is lacking in certain places, then you need to correct that. And whether it's now the taller you are, the slower your cadence is going to be, but it should be about 180 strides a minute. Okay. Um, yeah. Mine's a bit high. Mine's like one 188, 190. You know. Um, I know people who are like six foot four that they're it's a little slower. But if your cadence is sixty eight strides a minute, you know, or you know, that's you're just you're heel along. striking, yeah, and 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 you're having issues there. So that's something you would you would want to look at and you know work on. Um, your posture, you don't want to be sitting back, mm. you don't want to be too far forward, and your your arm swing is so key. Your 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 arm swing is a maestro of your stride. So mm-hmm. you don't want to be crossing over the midsection of of your body. You don't want your elbows coming in front of 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 you. You want a nice metronome clock back and forth, mm-hmm. back and forth. Okay, so I got a couple things that I want to say about that. Cadence. I did have a coach that was monitoring my Garmin stats and was looking at everything. And one of the things that he adjusted was cadence. My cadence was low. Probably like one sixties or whatever. And that is low. Yeah. Yeah. So what I what I needed to work on was my cadence. So now I mean that's one of the things that I mean when I when I my default watch screen is my cadence. Now I don't even was, look at pace. Was was this person looking at how you ran? Yeah, they were looking at okay. well, they weren't like they they no, I would say this is a remote person, so, okay, so they didn't really look at my form. The problem with that is they they they're right, your your cadence was too slow, but there could be a multitude of reasons of why. Yeah, you could have been overstriding. Mm-hmm. You could have been, and that could 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 cause a slowdown. It could be just as simple as your arms are not pumping fast enough. Right. But th- so what I worked at, and what I eventually came to, and what I strive for now is to try to be one eighty. Okay. Which is 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 a pretty and, good cadence. And right one, but one eighty is like your pulse of being one twenty over eighty. Not everybody's going to be the same. You know, that's a marker. That's not, I mean, if it's 172, okay. Yeah. If it's 190, oh, fine. And again, depending and now, depending on how your form is, your form may be make your cadence slower or faster. So you may have to adjust your form and organically your cadence is going gonna, is gonna to change. So the remote coaching is somewhat tricky because they yeah, can't I, see absolutely, you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, and I had, two, I had two versions of that. I had a remote coach. And then I had one prior to that who was a in face you know face to face coach who actually watched me run everything. So you're, yeah, I think there's something to be said about having the coach present and even you know on long runs supporting things like that too. 
Now, this uh, is perfect because we're going to run right into should you have a coach or should you not have a coach? Well. Now, a lot of people will grab Higdon plans online for, for free. Yeah. And for the vast majority of runners, that's going to work because mm-hmm. they just want – they just want to know what to do for X, Y, and Z. Now, the Hal Higdon plans, and there's a shit ton of them. There's a whole bunch that are free. you got to realize that those are designed for the masses. Mm-hmm. Um, if They're not personalized at all. And again, let's go back to what are you trying to get out of running? Are you trying to be just getting through a half marathon? Are you trying to squeeze out every bit of talent you've got? Because if you're trying to squeeze out every bit of talent you've got, the Higdon plans are not going to work no. for you. No, they're they're they're, isn't, they're not. Isn't the Higdon do the they, they do the run walk too, right? No, that's that's um, um, the the penguin Galloway. They, they, okay, Galloway. Galloway yeah, okay, and and that's yeah. another thing. Like, depending on what you're trying to do, the Galloway method is absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. But don't tell me that's the best way to train. No, no, I don't think that anyone would argue like, that. Well, though. Galloway ran a two thirty six doing his run walk. Yeah, yeah, well, he qualified for the U.S. trials without doing that. So get the fuck out of here, yeah. too. You know, but again, not everybody has. The desire to see how much they can squeeze out of their talent. And some people just want the accomplishment of getting a medal, which is fine. Do the Galloway. It's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Do that. You know, that's not an issue. Um, you know, and then when it comes to coaching also. So say you want to get get a coach. You got to realize, too, are you the type of runner who wants to be coached in a social setting or a one-on-one? Because mm-hmm. there's... Two different kinds. I mean, you've got like these. I mean, there's a lot of brewery runs mm-hmm. and pack training teams that get yeah. together. Those are social runs. Yeah, they're going to help you, and there are going to be people there, probably, hopefully, who can give you some solid ad- advice as to how to train better, how to get better. But realize that's a social thing. Mm-hmm. That's not a one-on-one. If you're looking to get the most out of what you can do, you probably should get a coach. Right. Um, and what now that answers the que- now that leads to the question of what makes a good coach. For me, a good coach is somebody who you can have one-on-one talks with who hopefully can see what you're doing. Yeah. Um and can adjust with what you're doing, not just what they believe. Well, and I think it's always good that with personalized coaching, a coach that meets you where you are too. I mean, you've got clients that are going to be at different phases in their right. in their right. build up or their their base whatever and hopefully they recognize that and don't cookie cutter that was me by the way yeah <laughs> they don't cookie cutter a training well, I plan mean, i mean right a training plan no but a cookie cutter in terms of what the science is and how you need to train i mean the science is there i mean mm-hmm. i mean literally you're figured out how to train 60 years ago and anybody who's any good is just taking off of what he did even like the best coaches Bowerman um, Jack Daniels and Cortland are taking what Litterier did Sal. making changes and it's, it's, Salazar too yeah, yeah. Sa- listen Salazar as much of a piece of shit as he is knew what he was doing in term- I mean he had to know what he's doing as, as, as a coach you know but mm. he his training plans were Essentially revolved around what Arthur Litterard was doing, you know. Yeah. No one has this. The wheel has been made already. The wheel goes round and round. Litterard figured out the wheel goes round and round, and 
no one has been able to change it because the science is there. And and let me ask you, are all these coaches are they are they mileage people or they're time people? Because I know that's another debate with coaches and and some people will say, well, you need to run two hours, you need to run three hours, or you need to run forty minutes. But then there's the people that you know. Well, and it, well, it could so, even splinter off into the fact that you know high the the high mileage versus the you don't need to run that much miles. So, uh, well, it, so in there's a couple things of, there I threw in out in terms but. of time. Um, when it comes to training, mileage or by time, it doesn't really matter, you know. But if you're going to be, they still should be kind of about the same. Mm-hmm. They should be the same mileage right. and the same amount of time on your feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, there are some people who say, well, if you're slower, you, sh- you only have to get a three-hour long run in. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, but the marathon is 26.2 miles. The marathon isn't seven hours. If you're a slow runner, that's right, going to be, yeah. yeah. You, you need more time on your feet. Yeah. And as far as higher mileage goes, I go back to what are you trying to get out of this? Are you trying to squeeze out every bit of talent you can? Or are you trying to accomplish getting a medal or a co- finishing a race? Because there's a difference. Mm-hmm. And again, being realistic about what kind of time do you have to devote to X, Y, and Z, you know? So now for me, so let's say you, let's say you decide you want a one-on-one coach. In my mind, what makes a good coach is somebody who will give you feed feedback, somebody who you can ask questions to. Now there's a difference between questioning somebody and asking questions. Mm-hmm. You should be able to ask your coach a question and they should have an answer for you. Now, I know somebody who's a fantastic coach. The guy's great. I'm not going to mention his name because fuck that guy. Um, (laughs) But I have seen him explain the same thing to three different people in three different ways and that each person can understand. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he does it on purpose. I think that's just his natural ability to read somebody and explain Mm -hmm. it to, to, to them. And I've also... Never met somebody who has listened to everything he said and not gotten significantly faster. Okay. So it's – and there are some people you need to know who you need to explain things to. Like if I'm coaching person A, I may have to just give them – you need to run seven miles, five miles, six miles, blah, 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 blah. Person B, person B, I I may have to – Explain in detail why it is we're doing it. Because here's the science in back of it. Here's why you're not running at this pace. Mm. Here's why you need to run at this pace. Because maybe they just want to know what's going on. So those are two different types of people. But that but that same one-on coach, one-on-one coach needs to be able to identify that with each individual person. Okay. So now, like for, for me, I, I have I have coached people before. I have helped people uh, uh, before, but I, I'm, I mean, I kind of wait for somebody to show me they're really interested in doing something. Okay. There are some people that I've wanted to coach, and I will never go up and ask somebody if I can coach them. Okay. Because that's me wanting to yeah, that's, get yeah, a client, yeah, yeah. not and somebody. And if they really want it, they'll seek you yeah, out. Yeah. So. Um, but I've 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 coached people and they've done great. I'm um I'm in the middle of helping a friend from from school get ready for the New York City Marathon, and what I'm hoping for 
is that once he's done, I can work with him for the next one because that's the one I really want to help him with is the next marathon because I'm going to fucking torture him if he says, let's do it. I'll be like, oh, yes, let's do it. I want to destroy (laughs) him. You know, because it's really, you know, training, especially marathon, is a long-term process. Mm -hmm. You can't look at what's my next marathon. You have to look at almost what's my third one from from now. That's what I was saying earlier. Like you you kind of have to forecast that out and look at what you're going to do. And you can't run them. You gotta you gotta space them out to like a spring fall like. Well, it depends on where you live too. I mean, in this in yeah, Vir- I mean, I think in Virginia days. you kind of have to do. I mean, the fall's rough because the, the summer's so brutal. Yeah, and it's hard to train. You know, in the summer. Um, there are some areas like Southern California where that it's not as big of a deal because it's hot all the fucking time. Yeah, um, Minnesota cold all the time. You know, so. Um, but, but for the most treadmills, part, yeah, there's ways the around part. it. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I think all yeah. of that is no. But for the for the most part, what the average runner, what the average runner is doing is they have no variance in their mileage. They're doing the same thing over and over again, the same pace over and over again. So, if you really want to start, and also jumping up, you know, the ten percent rule is is you don't want to jump up ten percent more of what the mileage you did the week before like like you were talking about i think that's relative but i think as a yeah. as a general rule yeah i think that's that's solid as far as you start to talk yes, about overuse yes. injuries and... agree agree what i used to do for me was i would bump up five miles every two weeks and i would bump up my long run two miles every yeah. two two weeks which i think would come out yeah kind, kind of about the same yeah now for me, when I was training well and my maintenance mileage was 50 to 55 miles a week, to start training for a, for a marathon, after a month, I bumped it up. And I'm, and I'm yeah. already at 65, yeah. 70. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and my, my long run has gone from 12 miles to 16 miles. Yes. That's a good spot to be in. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a 20-mile-a-week person, well, that's going to take a little bit of a change. You know, that's going to take a little longer of a time to go and build and build up. And... Now, if you decide to do this on your own without any any kind of stuff, another thing you want to do is every four to six weeks, you want to vary up what's going on with you. Well, that's what I was going with that too, because I think all you know the, the 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 plans that I followed and what I do see is you know three or four build up and then a cutback week. Yeah. Yeah, for, yeah. Between four and five weeks, you, I mean, it's not bad to drop it back. Mm-hmm. I never did that in my height of training, um, and I probably should have. But going back to the stress and recovery, if you're doing the same thing over and over again, your body, the body has an amazing ability to identify what you're doing to it. Mm-hmm. So if you're going on on the track and you're running mile repeats every Wednesday and you're doing three and you're doing them at six minute miles, it's not going to take long, probably about five or six weeks for your body to catch up to that. Yep. And after five or six weeks, it's going through the motions. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so after five or six or six weeks, you get on track, you start doing quarters and you do the same number of miles. Maybe it's a little quicker, but that stress is going to adapt going back to your, mm. you know, your fast twitch two and your fast twitch one and slow twitch muscle fuck, 
fiber is just going to change the game up and yeah. it's going to fuck your body yeah. up. Well, and then, you know, changes, your, your body needs to adapt and you need to make changes. The body loves a routine, man. Yeah. It yeah. It, it, well, yeah, but routine's going to just kill you, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and yep. that's that's the part of yep. that cutback week. Your body, you know, you're, 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 you're pushing that envelope, so to speak. Well, but you need a cutback week. Your body needs to recover. But then, you know, you need to change it up then. Right. There's like and, a whole and, other block that you need to move into where you're... You're changing up that speed, like you said. You, you know, maybe even your longer distances are are going to be varied. You know? And and your your cutback week. Realize too, while you can train your train your body to run long, and you can train your body to run fast, you can also train your body to recover. So that cutback week is training your body to recover. Yeah. Which again is why four or five runs a week should be mellow should be easy like yours are too fast now they need to be slower to recover um throw out one two runs a week where you're going nuts that's that's fine but the rest of them need to recover because you're teaching your body and now then we're gonna get into rest days now Mm -hmm. rest days i think you have to for for the most part most people need a rest day most people yeah it's a mental break not only a physical break for me i i never wanted a rest day so i'm struggling with with that so i'll go out and do three or 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 two miles because i can't stand not running every fucking day yeah and then and even if the rest day is just going for a walk that's uh that doesn't you know. count that isn't running that's walking i no, that's but, wa- you, but 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 i know Dick what you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah just his success i need to calm the fuck down don't i i'm sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dick Beardsley, he credited his success to having like nightly he would go with walk, you yeah, know, go with his yeah. wife and do walks, and he he said that, that that was the game changer, just getting up and moving around. So I mean, active recovery. Yeah, there's and, something he said and about that that leads me into something that we haven't talked about. Do what's fun. Mm-hmm. If you go out yeah. and you walk and it's fun, keep doing it because regardless of whether it's good for your running or not. It's fun. It's yeah. enjoyable. It's 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 a thing you enjoy to do. But you have to tap into what is fun. For me, working my ass off was fun. Mm-hmm. Putting a lot of work in was fun. Just because something is hard doesn't mean it's not fun. And like you should have probably done that with your previous marriages. Like <laughs> <laughs> previous marriages, I only married married once, but yes, that was a solid point though. Well done, Andrew. Um, nicely done. But yeah, you you like so, I, I, you're happy with yourself, aren't you? Yeah, hold on a second here. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, my man. Cheers. Yeah. So, oh, I, I didn't drink. Sorry. We've lost listeners already. So, so like, doing what is fun. I hated, and I hate doing tempo runs. Mm-hmm. So I just wouldn't do them. I tried to do them. Now, what is it you don't like about tempo runs? Like, I don't know. I just don't like them. Yeah. I, I mean, I have no problems going out and hammering a seven-mile run or, or like, a nine-mile run. Like, I had a buddy of mine who I would, I would go over to his house and run on his tread, tread, treadmill, and I would warm up for a couple miles. I would hammer seven miles, and I'd slack off the, the last mile. But if you asked me to go do three-by-three uh, three three miles, I fucking hated it. Yeah. I well, couldn't stand it. Yeah. I mean— I, but I could go on a track and run quarters all day. Mm-hmm. So I realized I don't like it. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. Are they good for you? Hell yeah. yeah. Are they, if they're done right, can they be very good part of your training? Absolutely. Yeah. Would I encourage somebody I was coaching to do them? Yes. 
Am I going to do them? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know? So just, I mean, and if you hate going on the track, get a segment of road that's close to a quarter yeah. mile. Close to yep. and, and do it there. Yeah. Just it doesn't have sure to be on a track. It doesn't. Just make sure it's the same distance, you yeah. know, and, and you're keeping your time relevant over and over again. You know, there's lots of ways to do it. You That's know. the one thing I, d- I stopped doing. I, I used to do a lot of track workouts. I fucking love quarters, man. I yeah, I, I, yeah I, I like that. I, I like doing quarters. There's, you know, you're hammering no out. <laughs> you're, you're running around the track, and there's something to be said about that. But when, when I started to realize, like, when I was racing and I was trying to put efforts in and race, and you're on the road. You're, 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 you're not on a it track. It doesn't translate for, for it. Does, yeah, for so, so, yeah. I, so, I mean, I found a couple places around where I live where there were good loops and good things that, you know, that was kind of, was kind of like a track, but it was more road. Right. So it simulated a race more for me. So and that worked better for, for you. And as yeah. long as you're using the same area over and over again and you keep, and you can keep track and monitor your time, then yeah. that's fine. Yeah. I mean, cause the reality is it doesn't matter if you're doing 400 meters or 470 meters. Mm-hmm. As long as it's the same distance over and over again, and you can monitor what your times are and your recovery is, that makes a difference. Mm. The surface doesn't matter. It no. doesn't really matter, you know. No. So, um, and hills, hills are amazing. Are yeah. Hills. yeah. But we live on a coffee table, yeah. so it's hard to do hills. Right. You know? But I love doing hills. Oh God, I love them. So I had a coach when I was training for Boston, who actually put some training. Uh, uh, runs in for when I was going for Boston and he actually had this workout where I actually bumped up the rear part of my treadmill That's so that awful. I could simu- yeah. yeah some simulate some downhill stuff and then you know I had to adjust accordingly with going up and down some undulation stuff like that so now for Boston anybody doing Boston that hasn't done it the key to Boston is when you go downhill you have to lean in and get perpendicular. Which is contrary to what you want to do. You want right, to lean because back. the body's natural reaction is yeah. to lean back. Yeah. But Boston, it's 14 miles of downhill at the start, and they're not drastic, but it's enough it's that cumulative. You, but it's enough that you elongate your quads and they're beating the fuck out of it by the mm. time you get to those pussy hills in Boston. Because <laughs> they're they're not that bad. They're really I mean they're short, they're steep, but they're not that bad. But if I just think it where where it is where you've gone down the yeah, hill and then you yeah. gotta go back. So and and if and if you're leaning back, which is what your body wants to, mm-hmm. they're gonna be trashed. Yeah. But if you lean in, that's that's not that bad. Yeah. It's not that bad. Yeah. Okay. Strength training. Where do you fall on that? Strength training if it's again, let's go to are you trying to be overall fit or are you trying to be running fit? If you're trying to be overall fit, I got nothing for you. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Go find a coach at Planet Fitness. I can't <laughs> tell you shit. If it's in terms of getting faster as a runner, then you need to do running specific strength training stuff. Yeah, like maintenance so, type stuff. Like yeah, to getting down, doing the fire hydrants, and yeah, yeah. yeah. The duck walk. If people yep. don't don't know what the the duck walk is, it's walking in a straight line and getting your knee to touch the ground. And go back up and wide steps and yeah, um, you know. The, but strength training, really, what happens is running is such a quad dominant activity that your hamstrings become lazy. And it's not that they become weak; they become lazy. And they take a vacation and they and they and they head out 
Mm-hmm. So you have, have to activate them now and then. You're not trying to make them stronger. You're just trying to get them to wake up. You're yeah. like, hey, get, yeah. Yeah, get yeah, off I'm the still here. chair. Yeah, yeah. So um, a good exercise for your hamstrings is you lay on your back, bring your knees up. And let's say you're, you you could do this on a carpet or on a laminate floor. Put a paper plate under one foot. The other oh, foot, okay. yeah. you stretch out straight. And then you get your ass up off, off the ground. So basically what is touching the ground is your shoulders and your one foot with the plate on get it. Get your ass off the ground, snotties. Yeah. If I had a dollar for every time I heard that. <laughs> and what you do is slowly slide that foot out with the paper plate yes. out straight yeah you do it slow you Mm -hmm. do you do it slow and then when it gets out as far as you go you drop it and then you bring it back but you don't try to muscle it back you just bring it back with you know you're not muscling it back yeah no so 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 you bring it out strong you drop it and then you bring both feet feet back put the plate back under your your foot and do that three times on each side if you do that once a week strength training in terms of your hammies are good you mm-hmm. could also, like in St. Ralph, you can run backwards. <laughs> Long bottom. <laughs> yes, you can run backwards too. So <laughs> strength training is, and cross training, I mean, people talk about like, oh, it did me wonders. And I'm like, I'm sure it did because you made your overall fitness better. Yes. But your running fitness was dog shit. Okay. So my successful runs, my successful training programs – my off days, rest days, I would do like just light elliptical. Right. And I okay. felt like that was helpful just because yep. it helped lubricate Broke the up hips. Some muscle and, soreness. Yeah. 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 You, you might have gotten the same re- result out of a deep tissue mas- massage. I don't know. Maybe. If we could just find somebody that was really good with deep yeah, tissue massage around here. She, she doesn't listen. She doesn't listen. <laughs> I did go to school for that too. Oh, yeah. shit. But, yeah. I, I I would have problems if you did a deep tissue oh, massage. So on you me. know what? Please don't. You want a good <laughs> thing for a deep tissue? Not a deep tissue mas- mas- massage, but something you can do. Ry- Ryobi has a car buffer that wait, plugs wait, wait, into what, the wall. What? Yeah, <laughs> Ryobi, get it at Home Depot. I think it's. Is like this is a TikTok 30... challenge. No, so. no, no, no. It's. I think it's like thirty-five bucks. You go to an expo and they'll sell these things for like two hundred, hundred bucks. Okay. A waste of money. Home people has them. It's oh my god! Can can we edit that out? We'll no, edit we're that, leave out. that Sorry, mom. Uh, so, right, <laughs> right. My mom is gonna this, be so pissed at you. It has this car buffer. You'd think she wasn't pissed when I started talking about the way you're running is like missionary. But anyway, um, <laughs> god damn! I hope she listens to this episode. So it's a car buffer. If you want, I mean. Just run that up and down your legs, dig it in. That'll break oh, up a lot of muscle yeah. tension, and it's yeah. thirty-five bucks. And yeah, you, you know, yeah, don't, yeah. There's there's a lot of other expensive yeah. models out there that are like a the for, yeah. percussion gun instruments that you can use that are that are that are just going to be the same as what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, you can get it and, in like Costco now, and 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 you could have somebody run it over your your back, which will feel amazing, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, it's it's you don't need to know anything. You can just, you know, yeah. it's it. It might not be as good as somebody who can dig in um, and you pay them, you know, 60 bucks an hour to do, but it'll be enough that you could do it every day and it'll have great, you know, things that can happen. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good gadgets and, yeah. you know, things you can do out there. But I, 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 one thing that I will say, 
<clears throat> for building up the mileage and, 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 and giving my base, I have been mixing in every other day ab work and then dumbbell work. Just upper body stuff, which right. doesn't translate now, necessarily. Now, now is, is that fun for you? I do like it. I okay. do like okay. it. Okay. Who cares, yeah. it, who cares <laughs> if it helps your running or not? I just throw a fucking YouTube yeah. video on and they yeah. just I just follow along and do what they tell me to do. Yeah, and, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. But you're right. It, it is. It Ab all comes down help. to yeah. when, when, especially when we're fitting shoes and you talk to people and they're like, I, you know, I need something to ignite my run and I, I'm, I'm kind of in a, in a place. You want a good pair of shoes too, just like to get you excited about going out mm-hmm. and running again. And but th- th- yep. you know, and and you want you want to, you and you said you're it. Right. You, you want to be excited about going out yep. and training and running too, because if if you're getting up and you're dreading those training runs, you need to reevaluate things. And if you're doing an ab ab workout and you're like, this is going to help my running, so you get out the friggin' door, then great. Yeah. Is it helping you? Maybe, yeah. maybe not. But who cares? Yeah. It's inspiring you, so get out the door. Yeah. Okay. You good? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, full circle. So, are you happy I hijacked? This no, I one? still want to talk about fucking <laughs> celebrities. God damn it! I was, I had all this shit lined up. I, I totally, my computer is totally asleep now because I just stopped looking at my notes. I'm just. We're just cruising along, I which would, I appreciate. Dude, I, I dude really... I've been thinking about this one for weeks, and I couldn't <clears throat> yeah. wait to launch it. And I yeah, just, yeah. So up. I think it worked out well. I think, well, I think it worked out well that I fucked with you, and that's that's. Yeah, we we totally yet. did not do what we wanted to do. We were, and, is, and then you 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 started this podcast with me with the strict marching instructions that we are not going to be informative. And here we go. We're an hour and fucking thirteen liar. minutes into it, and. Jesus I also Christ. said I promised to hold and <laughs> have that work out with my ex-wife. <laughs> She's a nice woman. I like my my ex. I do. Can we talk about celebrity runners at some point? Yes. I the think next episode. Next I, episode. Fine. Fuck I it. won't fuck with you again about this. I get. I, <laughs> okay. I got my one shot in. You have free reign to not only yeah. have guests on, but also fuck with me too. So, I, I think yeah. I've earned that right because yeah, you you yes. you did your drugs and then yeah. you you You're got your right, little yeah. coaching yep. fucking shit in. So. Yeah. In fact, I'll even I won't even say anything if you wear one of your Boston jackets. I right? you know what? I fucking a I'm gonna wear a Boston jacket in the next episode. <laughs> oh yeah. Close us out, my man. Yeah, let's land this bitch. So this this has been episode eleven and shit got off the rails. So if you're still listening, you probably learned something and I hope you did. So thanks for listening. Good night, kids. The Snot Rocket Podcast is a Blair Court production. Listen, subscribe, and rate on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Like and follow on Facebook and Instagram at Snot Rocket Podcast.